Welcome to Card Slingers, coming to you coast to coast. Hi, I'm Jamie Elford from Portland, Oregon, representing the West Coast. I'm Melissa Sonova, speaking to you from the Midwest here in St. Louis. And I'm Hillary, the New Yorker. We're going to talk about what we like about the cards. And what we don't like. What we're learning. And what we're teaching. It's all about slinging them cards. Hey, so today we're talking about the Hierophant or Hierophant or however you say it. And honestly, most people learned how to say it by reading it. So you do your thing. Um, The Hierophant is uh, the card that I struggled with the most um, through most of my career because I went to Catholic school and I don't like being told what to do. And the Hierophant is very like sitting up there with people kneeling in front of him or standing in front of him. And it's a very, it used to be called the Pope. It's a very like, do as I say, be reverential kind of thing. And then I noticed like maybe 10 years ago that there's keys at his feet. And on every good Hierophant card, you'll find a key or a set of keys. So like when I doodled in my kitchen table tarot book, I would cross out every person and circle the keys because that's the, <laughs> that's the most important part. Shut up. I do what I want. Uh, <laughs> that's the most important part of the card because you have to sometimes, you know, get your bachelor's before you get your master's. You have to talk to your boss when you get a raise. You're going to have to walk up to somebody who has a big stupid hat you know, literally or metaphorically, and ask them for entrance into the next level. And so my favorite Hierophant card is in the Shadowscapes Tarot, which is still one of my favorite decks. And it's a, um, it's an old tree and his little roots are like curling down and they wrap around like, I kind of see them as little bits of knowledge. And he's talking to a little lizard and and a little bird and kind of sharing his knowledge and wisdom with them. And for some reason, this gnarled old tree looks like a librarian to me. It's like a librarian of our history and of who we are. And so now I'm down with the Hierophant or Hierophant or whatever, because I like libraries and I like people who are fonts of knowledge. So uh, Jamers... Yes. What up with the Hierophant or Hierophant or whatever? Well, like you, when I first, you know, thought of it, I thought the Pope, eh, organized religion, yuck. You know, I've, I was Fuck the wiggle. Yes. <laughs> I, well, okay, so I was baptized Roman Catholic, but I grew up in a house divided, so we never went to church. But whenever I went over to friends' houses and I'd have to go to church and be in the adult areas. Right. I was the wiggler. I was the one kicking the pew in front of me or just looking that around. Because, yeah, I'm sorry. I know I'm such a bitch. I'm such a hutch as I like to say these days. Um, but I just, you know, blah, 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 words, blah, blah, thou shalt, blah, blah, you know, evil, evil, everything. And I'm just like, you know, this isn't, I don't like, you know, like Liz said, I don't like being told what to do. I'd rather explore or play or learn on my own. And summer camp introduced a lot of the spiritual ideas and stuff in ways that made it fun for kids. So that was like my first true like spiritual, oh, (laughs) kind of church can be fun in a way, learning through something they called Vespers, which isn't, I mean, I know the, I know what the word means, but it did not 
take away from, you know, the religious connotations, but it was just kind of fun to explore a topic of like silence or devotion. Funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, in tarot, I had issues with that, you know, another religious dude with supplicants, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, like you, I mean, I'm not going to pick the same card. I mean, we, we talked about this earlier, everyone, that, you know, uh, <laughs> I got my, pick yeah. different cards. Yeah, we picked different cards. I also loved the shadowscape. And the shadowscape, though, the way I interpret it is, is you have a storyteller. The old tree is the wizened, you know, storyteller, the teacher. And so that inspired my triple goddess deck where she's out in the woods and looking at nature and letting nature tell her what berries to pick or what things to do. So the main, um, the maiden in that card is learning about the world she's living in through itself, rather than having somebody tell you, don't do that. Sex is bad. Don't pick your nose. You know, all those things <laughs> that we're told in school or by our parents we, that we are society. Well, right, you can pick your nose, no, but it's fine. isn't it? You can't pick your, no, you can pick your nose. You can't pick your friend's pick nose. Your friend's okay. nose. Okay. There we go. So that inspired the triple goddess one. And I actually put runes. I'm, I'm learning them now, but I spelled out just because, you know, they were an alphabet teach or learn oh, on the tree on that card. Because to me, that's kind of the core of the card is to learn, so you know, I did not yeah. notice that before. Thank you for yeah. saying that. And by the way, if you want to pick up that deck uh, available on sale now, triple goddess tarot. At Llewellyn, right. yes. Um, the <laughs> deck, though, I decided to compare that. Um, my deck to is again the Pride Tarot. I know I kind of picked it twice in this um, in thirty days, but it's also kind of um, subversive, and it's kind of relevant to today, especially this year and what's going on. We have a person of color who's at a podium that's talking about queer rights. LGBTQ. So there's a sea of people, some of them with their hands raised up in solidarity positions. But she's talking about how we can rise up and be better. Um, The person in the card is actually Jenison Guterres, the activist for transgender rights. Nice. So if you think about what um, priests, you know, pastors, you know, even Jesus, if we go back to Jesus, Jesus wasn't a fond, uh, wasn't fond of the original Uh, religion he was in he taught new messages which is why they killed him so here's somebody who's you know saying trans rights trans women or women trans men or men in you know this card the hierophant which they retitled the messenger so that idea of having this message of learning of empowerment and showing you what you are is why i i liked this representation for this particular um for this episode because mm-hmm. it's pushing that that teaching into yeah, active, I think it's active still room. like queer uh wrath year so that's cool yeah we can talk about that forever oh yeah What's your favorite oh my goodness there's there's so many favorites that I have that I can't, I, I will try to choose just one. But um, like Melissa, like Jamie, I always really had a big problem with the Hierophant. Um, more, I think Melissa and I were more like, boo, Hierophant, get it out of the way. Let's get it out of the way now. Um, but the Hierophant for me, I think, and I think for a lot of tarot readers who um, 
chose a different religion than what they were brought up with, um, whether they're reformed Catholics or Christians or decided to convert religions um, when they grew up and realized that they were going through the motions, but they weren't feeling anything. That was my experience with the Hierophant and also with organized religion. And I actually um, converted to pagan paganism when I was around 16, around the same time that I found the tarot. So, you know, to me, um, my paganism and my tarot practice is very closely intertwined, though there are differences. Um, but I was actually um, a crucifer on the altar, serving right-hand person to our priest um, in the Episcopal Church for a number of years. I even uh, did a sermon one year. I taught Sunday school. But for me... I was going through the motions on the outside. I was a good Christian, um, but I didn't feel anything when I stepped into the church or when I did all of those things. It was very much by rote. And so my interpretation of the Hierophant almost comes from that time in my life where I was going through the motions and I was um, living out the dogma of the religion. So it was more like do, do as I say, but not necessarily as I do kind mm -hmm. of thing. It, it yeah. felt very hypocritical. And so I think that's the reason why when I saw the Hierophant originally, I was just like dogma, organized religion, you know, um, not, not um, maybe um, go, uh, abiding by the structures of the religion um, rather than understanding why you're doing it or why you believe it. So it's just like following the beliefs, but not really believing the beliefs. Mm -hmm. Um, and to me, the deck and the depiction of the Hierophant that changed everything for me and made me realize, oh, one tarot card is neither good nor bad, you right. know, it's like simply a messenger, um, was the Hierophant card from Legacy of the Divine by Chiro Marchetti, which was renamed. So I'm going to take after Jamie here and pick another depiction of the Hierophant that was renamed. Um, that card in that deck is called Faith instead of the Hierophant. And it depicts four different men of different faiths. Um, I can't really tell <laughs> the different religions. I know one, one is probably Hebrew. Um, one is Christian. I, I believe um, one is... Islam, perhaps, um, and I can't tell the last one, but there's four different faiths, and this beautiful pillar of light and um, spiritual writing over, like superimposed over um, the four different men of worship on that card. So one, I, I probably would have liked a woman <laughs> in there, <laughs> to be honest. Girls can't but, do stuff. Don't be silly. <laughs> but um, for the card to be transformed from the Pope figure in the traditional Rider-Waite-Smith deck to something like what we see in Legacy of the Divine, the faith card of men of different faiths in this beautiful pillar of light. Um, I got the sense of the phrase, it's not so important what you believe, but that you believe. Mm -hmm. So to me, it really restructured my entire opinion and my interpretation of the Hierophant card in a really beautiful way instead of being like, Hierophant card, ah, no, 
And I would feel completely blocked whenever it yeah. came up in a reading, but not just for myself, but for clients. And I'm just like, which I used Ooh. to skip it. <laughs> I would see it come out and I was like, nope. And I would put another card down in that place. I would just skip wow. it. But it's, it's something that like, I can't remember. Was it us? This said, find your least favorite card and then mm-hmm. find a way. Last episode. Yeah. yeah. We're really smart. Yeah. But, like, from I have last this episode. new deck coming out. Um, it's called the Scorpio Sea Tarot by me and Maggie Steve Otter. And Maggie drew this like old guy with his hand in benediction. And I was like, you have to add a key. You have to add a key because something you said, Hillary really. And I think Jamie, Jamie said this too. Um, sometimes you do have to go through the motion. Sometimes it has to be wrote. Yeah. Like you can't just go get your driver's license through interpretive dance. You right, know, you, you gotta, you to gotta walk. That you gotta would walk be cool. You run. What you got? What you gotta, I mean, you gotta, you gotta cool. learn to drive the car. I would, that, <laughs> I would can... totally like to be a judge on <laughs> America's Got a Driver's License, but um, <laughs> you have amazing. to go through the motions sometimes. Like clearly, to to approach this fella and get those keys, you first need to be like an apprentice, and then a journeyman, or whatever those are called in your field, and then you you know you get to be the mentor or you get to take the keys and pass on the tradition. And as much as I balk at tradition on occasions, it's important sometimes. And it's, it's something that like, I see this card in readings when people are like, should I finish my master's degree? If they get this, yes, absolutely. You should finish your master's. Should I um, ask my boss for this promotion? Yes, absolutely. But be nice. Right. And it's all about knowing what you're asking for and the proper way to do it. Because with the Hierophant comes routine and ritual and you have to adhere to it. You can't just like run up there, hopscotch over the guys that are kneeling and go yoink, because then the bodyguards will tackle you and kick your ass. There has to be some kind of ritual or routine when it comes to the Hierophant. Even like my daughter's library card expired and the library has a very specific way we had to bring a piece of mail in and it had to have her name and the address on it and she's a minor so how the fuck am i going to do that like it was this big thing but i had to do the proper steps to get what we needed right i wanted to like i kind of wanted to address that whole idea of dogma though because sometimes you do definitely see people that are like going through the motions and um not really questioning um, so much. Like, like I, I see the Hierophant come up sometimes, um, of always in the context of the reading, you got to look at the surrounding cards to know what that particular card is saying to you at that time. But I've seen it a lot come up with, don't question it, or it's the system and it, this is the way it's always been, is like kind of the phrase that I get. And I'm just like, ooh, you know, like, Yes, there is a structure and it needs to be followed, but it's just like, if you don't know the reason why you need that structure mm-hmm. or that routine or that ritual to get there, then there's a problem there. Yeah. I think it's really important to question. And I also think, oh my God, our first disagreement on air. I also think that sometimes- That's not our first disagreement. No, it's no. not. No, there's, no. I mean, we're all going to- I, mean, I disagree I that that's our first disagreement. I challenge your theory. Oh, no, I think fucking it's Christ important to know when your body is big enough to throw on the machine and actually make a difference. Mm. You know? So like I had this client who 
didn't want like they were frustrated because they were trying to finish their master's degree and they were, they literally had one more class to finish and they were like fuck it i don't need to do this this is stupid <gasps> yeah, one class dude yeah one class push, just and push, i was like what if i told you that you would literally double your salary by doing a class you didn't care about and you weren't invested in would you do it and he was like yeah and i go then do your fucking homework dumbass yeah because you're so close to finishing it sure it doesn't mean what it did before sure you're not emotionally mm -hmm. invested in it but you cannot argue that putting all of the steps into making the machine go are going to pay off for you mm. like that's going to be a thing that helps you rather than hinders you but sometimes the machine works for us and sometimes the machine needs to be broken. And I think that both of those things are important. You have to be very discerning when it comes. So yes, you're half right. Which is, <gasps> well, I mean, it, well, this is kind of what I've been trying to get at as well through us just, you know, talking me kind of going, but, but, but um, sometimes you have the belief first. Some people, you know, are born into a religion or they go with the rote because my family and my generations and everybody else does it. And that's why we have these wars that we never yeah. can remember it's what we thought. Yeah. And sometimes you have to question it first. Like, I think, you know, from just listening to the three of us, we questioned everything we kind of grew up in or the, the rote or the dominant religion, the belief system that we had. We were like, I don't know if this fits for us. I don't know if this, you know, is right for me. So, like, for me, before I actually take a belief on, I play around with the idea of it first. You know, mm -hmm. I look at it and I mull it over and I'm like, does this fit? Does it feel truthful? Does it, you know, honor me? Like Liz said, you know, are these the keys I want to keep to a car, you know, for X years? Yeah. Because mm. you don't want to forget about all that. Right, right. Yeah, for sure. And I think if you put yourself in the place, like looking at the original Rider-Waite-Smith deck, I always tell my students to put yourself in the place of camera, right? Wherever the camera is, that's where you are. When will you be, this is obviously a temple or a church or a place of worship. How do you behave in a place of worship? You're standing behind sycophants. Something's clearly going on and you're a part of it. What is your role? Um, the tarot deck, if you're, when you're talking about that, I'm thinking about a tarot deck that people might like, which is the vice versa tarot yeah. deck, yeah. which shows the different perspectives. So instead of, you know, us looking at the hierophants and they are the ones seated in front of us, the vice versa tarot goes behind. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. you're seated, I guess, in the hierophant seat and you are looking out to your audience or your flock or your congregation or your church. So um, that would probably be a really good deck to pick up. Um, I love playing. I love playing with camera angles mm -hmm. and perspectives and decks. Especially you know? when like, where are they looking? Mm -hmm. Why is the Queen of Swords looking at us? Because she doesn't have yeah. fucking time. Well, like in, in my triple goddess, you know, the, 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 the high priestess, the camera angles looking down on the high priestess herself mm -hmm. from like the God view, because yeah. to me, that's, you know, again, it's that insight of something other than yourself is being received into the body. And I wanted kind of that angle, that outside in to kind of 
be portrayed. The perspective of, of what you are channeling. Yes. Right? Or what yeah. the high priestess is channeling. That's really, really cool. Yeah. I mean, so it's fun when you look at the different decks or even do comparison decks, like lay all the hierophants from all the decks we've talked about today, including the vice versa, and seeing how they change and how they differ. You know, what stuff is more dogmatic, sycophant, like you have to believe that same way and what stuff tells you to question. And the thing is, is you don't have to take those keys. You don't have to. You can, um, I was watching Mystic Pizza, which is a really goofy movie from the 90s. And one of the brides fainted at the wedding and the wedding was called off. And all I could think was, because we were working on the Hierophant today, what if you walk up there in front of that guy and you faint and you don't get the keys? So if I get that card reversed, I had a client who was a doctor, a PhD um, and he'd been a doctor for like out of residency and all that stuff for like a year. And he's like, I fucking hate it. I hate being a doctor, but I spent all this money on medical school, medical school. And I spent all this time and everybody's like, Oh, you're a doctor. And he's like, all I really want to do is sing. Oh. And I'm like, so go sing just because you're standing in front of that guy and your hand is outstretched to take the key. If the key is not for you, turn around. All churches got doors on the exits, like on the sides. You could just skip out and nobody's going to notice. And he did. And he's really happy now. That's, you know? that's, that happens so much in readings that I do where it's just like, just because you put in 10 or 20 years into this relationship doesn't mean that you shouldn't mm -hmm. be walking away from it, you know, or just because you put all of this time and effort into a career, if it's making you unhappy, mm -hmm. don't choose the amount of time you put into it to be the deciding vote to continue to do it. If you're make if it's making you unhappy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Because you get a choice. I mean, and that's what tarot is about, really. And we're going to touch on that in our next episode or um, when we talk about bad readings. Um, you get a choice. And tarot is not the end-all, be-all. It is not a prescriptive. It's not something that you have to listen to. Um, and just like the Hierophant, you're walking up to a place and have the opportunity to take a key. But if it doesn't unlock a door that you want, don't waste your time. Insert claps here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, that's kind of feel bad. So I guess we'll think? see you on the next episode. Have we wrapped? Are we wrapping? I guess. Are we? <laughs> we can end with the Thank you so time. much for joining us uh, at Cardslingers Coast to Coast. You can check out more episodes at cardslingerscc.podbeam.com. And please send us your questions at cardslingerscc at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. Bye.